This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? It is episode 163 of This is the G Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Such a crazy week. A Chinese balloon flying over, y'all. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's just another distraction, but... I'm sitting here watching the Pro Bowl. We were talking about this before the podcast because as we tape on Sunday, the Pro Bowl stuff's been going on. Actually, you know what? The Pro Bowl, uh, the idea to go to this flag football in Vegas and all these games looks like, you remember the old school um, Battle of the Superstars back in the day? That's what it kind of reminds you of where they do all these, you know, different kind of games. But actually, I I think it's a good idea Mm -hmm. versus these cats getting out there and, you know, all their uh, gear possibly getting hurt and, and it looks hurt. good mm-hmm. you know so you know they're doing the flag football game and i was telling tanya b and, and vi and they didn't know who ray schmurder and I, I might be saying the last name but you know if if you got cheering no schmurder yeah if you got cheering you got kids Cheerin? who are you know probably uh what do you call it gen z's or or, or not necessarily millennials. x's y's Even millennials. millennials the millennials and the z's would definitely know ray schmurder so I'm watching uh, halftime of the flag football game and they come out there on the stage and the stage, it looks like the kid, you know, like Nickelodeon kind of thing. And all of a sudden they start rapping and they start bleeping. And I'm like, damn, they're cussing in front of the, <laughs> they cussing in front of the children. <laughs> what is up? <laughs> but, you know, ain't said, ain't <laughs> I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we're going to see a headline about race murders will not return. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, not. they will not be returning to the NFL Pro Bowl anytime soon. But that was cool. That was cool. And also, Beyonce. Let me tell y'all something. I've already been, you know, I've already warned. Hopefully, LA they've got the riot police out the gear, and they've called in uh, the LA National Guard and the National Guard countrywide because this album of the year, if Beyonce does not win album of the year this year. There will be, what did Eddie Murphy say in life? There will be consequences and repercussions. 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 <laughs> repercussions. There will be, I'm telling y'all, everybody, that, that is the only award that, that, the that people are watching closely this album of the year. And I'm here to tell you, you no, know, she didn't get it for, uh, what was it? Lemonade. Before Lemonade. that, self-titled. She lost, uh, what's a, but she. But, she's never won. She's never won right, album right. of the year. She lost the self-title to Taylor Swift. Then she lost Lemonade to uh, Adele. Adele, and now this is the third time with her with her Renaissance. And folks are saying, like, you know, prepare the beat. The beehive. <laughs> Bring out the National it's Guard. Dangerous. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying, and and congratulations. We're gonna get into it a little bit. I gotta say, and, and Tanya B, as we were as we're taping, you know, some of the awards are coming down, um, yeah. and and you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time with the scam, with the scam. I mean, the Grammys. Uh, the Scammies, yeah, you said it. Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Is now an EGOT. Give it up to her. Yeah. So she she's has, going to a very exclusive club. Absolutely. It's a very exclusive club. Yeah. So she has an Emmy for How to Get Away with Murder. She has a Grammy now for her book Find Me. Uh, she has a, an Oscar for Fences, which she won with Denzel, and she has a Tony for Fences as well. So, so give it up. Uh, she is now an EGOT. Yeah. Congrats to her. That's the woman. 
So I'm just saying we're going to talk about that more in the tea. But I'm telling you, let me let me mention and, and we'll get we'll get rolling. I'll do the introductions. But album of the year. Here are some of the uh, and I'm not going to name the names of the albums. I'm just going to go through the groups who are actually uh, up against Beyonce. So you got the ABBA, the ABBA comeback album. Yeah. Dancing Queen back in the 70s. They're nominated for album of the year. Uh, Harry what? Styles is nominated for album of the year. Uh, Adele, whose album is eh, this year. She's nominated. Uh, the Latino audience is, is going to be pissed because they feel strongly that Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny should win this year for album of the year. Mary J. Blige, whose album is eh, okay. It, no, she's won nothing. And, and uh, unfortunately, she's going home empty handed. I'm just going to say. A lot of folks have their money on this next artist, Brandi Carlisle, who they feel Brandi oh, Carlisle. Go ahead. No, she's already won two Grammys already. Well, you know. And I'm just saying, Coldplay is also up for album of the year, Kendrick Lamar and Lizzo. So I'm just telling y'all, and even I'm not a beehiver, you know, I'm not out there like that for Beyonce, but I will say if she does not win for this album, I got a problem as well, because she should win this year easily. I mean, Tanya, but you got any thoughts? You know, I think this is a year where after the Grammys were calling to the carpet for, you know, their lack of diversity and inclusion, then they kind of went a little far left. So I think if this, like you said, things like this situation with the album of the year don't come to be, then they're really going to get the side eye. And as it is right now, a lot of people just lost faith. Musicians just, you know, and people in the, uh, people who were eligible to vote didn't vote because they've lost faith in the Academy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I definitely like, don't have faith in them anymore. I won't have faith in them if if Beyonce does not win album win album of the year this year, uh, I'm I'm I mean I'm I'm you know I I care about the Grammys only because the audience our audience might be interested in the Grammys, but outside of that I have no interest in the Grammys. But can I just say something? I just real quick, just some crazy things again. Viola Davis, I'm very happy for. Mm -hmm. um, Beyonce's already won for best dance record, but uh, break my soul. Traditional R and B, whatever that is, is the song classic off the soul for. It's just a more adult record for her. Yeah. Um, I was glad to see Robert Glasper win, Steve Lacey win. Now they've got traditional R&B, R&B, and progressive R&B, whatever. Steve Lacey, I get it, but I don't get it. But uh, Kendrick Lamar has won, and interestingly enough, uh, I don't get this money long chick. She won best R&B. Maybe I'm missing something, but I, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And and then you've got um, Future won for best melodic rap. I guess that's a nice way of saying mumble mouth rap. So. Yeah. Uh, when the, when the IRS comes to take his stuff for him not paying taxes and he's behind in child support, they'll take, you know, they take your Grammy now cause they can sell it. So, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm not, but you know what? Let me ask you something, Tommy B. Okay. There was a time when there was some excitement around award shows in general, but more so the Grammys. Cause that was like, you know, the, the Holy grail of awards and it actually had some value. I don't think it means what it used to mean. It's like, okay, I got one, but the traction artists used to get off of Grammys back in the day, even up maybe like 10 years ago, doesn't exist anymore. What, what are your thoughts about it? No, I mean, you, I, I'm like, I can take it or leave it and I'm probably going to leave it. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, music isn't what it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, you know, music right now uh, is so polarized. I mean, you got people, it, it used to be where everybody could sit in the car and kind of, if you were from a different culture, you might hear a few songs and you understand it and y'all all get along, right? Because you might hear mm -hmm. there's a crossing point. But man, I mean, you, everybody's in a different bubble. You know, you got, you know, uh, the, some of the hip hop bubbles never cross. 
You know what I'm saying? There's stuff that we can look at this list on these different categories. You got alt R&B. You got alternative R&B, which I, I, I kind of listen to some alternative R&B. Uh, or progressive. And you'll see progressive R&B. You'll see some of these artists mm-hmm. who never get mentioned in a, a traditional R&B circle. So, or get played. Or get played. So, so, you know, I think the difference is when back in the day, man, when we were coming up, we may have heard more pop crossover, more R&B crossover than we do now. And, and R&B now, candidly, um, as much as I want R&B to live and grow and thrive, it's in a hot, it's in a, in a weird place. It's in a tough it's place. Yep. But you know what else I, I, I get? You know, I know in this is there's two Latin artists I know about that I like. One is this uh, young lady, Becky G, who's I, I like her. Then mm-hmm. there's Angel. Is it Rosalia? Angelia. Rosalia. Mm-hmm. OK, so Rosalia has already won. They haven't given out that category. But now, now just just. I don't get this. You have the Grammys, but then there's a sur- an entire separate, you know, just whole world of the Latin Grammys. They yeah. don't have the That's gospel Grammys. The, yeah. So I'm like, so if Bad Bonnie does not win tonight, yeah. I'm not going to be upset because no. he did clean up at the Latin Grammys. And it's like, you can't have it both ways. Come on, people. But, you know, it, it, it goes down. Or it comes down to the it comes down to money. Yeah, It comes down to money, but it also comes down to cocooning. People are yeah. in their own cocoon and they ain't got to leave. It's like, you know, keep in mind, you can have your Apple Music subscription. You can have your Amazon Music, whatever, or, or your uh, title uh, or your Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can live in your own playlist with and, and your friends and your fans who are into that playlist and never, ever cross with anybody else. So that's the way it exists. So yeah, there no, we that's, go. That's very, very true. Yeah, so yeah, like so, said, so it's a different know, it world. It's a, it's a playlist world. It's not. And quit eating, but I see you with that spoon coming up. Stop, stop. Oh, start the show. <laughs> no, that's what. No, that's why he was caught. That's why he was coughing earlier. What, what are you? What? Damn. I need some for the throat. What are you okay. not sharing? Well, can well, you, then I guess, hey, hey, well, can you, wait, you, can, then, you can you push the mute button? <laughs> wait, I got to drink something. I got to drink something for yeah. the throat. Okay. Don't see what I got to put. <laughs> this is the G podcast. That's all. Let me say. Let me, you see, y'all, y'all just don't know. Y'all just don't it's know. Loud. This is the it's G loud. podcast. Each loud. week loud. we do news, politics, pop culture, piping hot tea from the one and only. Y'all give it up for Tanya B in the building. Yeah. Y'all see what I got to put up with. Y'all just see. Yeah, we we did it's together. Uh, what Stephen A. say? It's fluid. It's, it's fluid. fluid. And he putting us. I ain't, ain't got Host of the Birdwire. Okay. Fridays and Saturday nights, eight p.m. and ten p.m. Saturdays at noon. Again, if you missed the uh, Birdwire this week, which you should not have missed, uh, one of my favorite artists, definitely one of my favorite groups from Chic. Uh, Nile Rogers, one of the best producers ever. Um, I'm gonna let Tanya B. tell the world why he is is who he's being uh, identified and and uh, and actually be given award by in a few minutes but uh, one okay. thing i did want to say was in this week's uh, 1619 uh, Nicano, uh Nicole Hannah Jones uh, had him in the music episode which uh, he talks about music and and how his music which really he was one of the early founders of disco and he talks yeah. about how racism killed disco when you had Steve Dahl, the DJ yeah. in Chicago, who did the disco, expo- you know, on the white because he lost Because he lost his job. Yeah, yeah. So, that was what it was about. So he went into that, but he also went into how his career was rejuvenated 
when he started doing uh, remixes and started producing for people like uh, uh, David Bowie and Madonna. So it was a really good, it's a really good episode. It also talks about gospel and it's, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed and we'll go into the other parts of uh, 1619, but if you haven't seen it, what it's doing, what they're doing basically is releasing an episode, two episodes a week. Uh, one and two came out last week. This week they released music and capitalism. So it was a really good episode. Now Rogers did an excellent, uh, and and also Otis, Otis from The Temptations, uh, was, Otis Williams, was, yeah. Otis, Otis was in this as well. So you know, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. <laughs> Otis, but yeah, and now all of them are dead, and Otis is a doctor. And Otis is He's the one. Doctor, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Last man standing, yeah, last man standing. This, yeah, you hear me now? You see me now? Don't you? That's what I'm saying. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the only one they coming to see. But, but anyway, that's right. Tanya B, Tanya B, what you got uh, on? Um, tell us a little bit about this episode, uh, which I, you know, I loved. I heard my sheep cheer, and and you know all my favorite sheep songs. You know, I love, I yeah. love the sound of sheep. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. sheep. And you know what? It, it it was really a labor of love because when I decided to do it, I said I got to do it or do it right or not do it at all. So I actually started working on this over a month ago, just researching and getting the music and getting the audio clips and you know trying to make it flow and sound right and just to give people an education of you know as to who he is and a lot of his music you don't know it's him. You know, like things like, you know, movies. And he's the one that did the the uh, music for the Halo 2 game soundtrack. Um, you know, a lot of mo- coming to America, Thelma and Louise, mm-hmm. you know, Soup for One. You know, so he wasn't just a guitar player or just a side man. And he's come a long way from Sesame Street. And I don't know if you saw that, but um, he did uh, share with me uh, his induction speech from the, uh, he got a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award last night. And it sucks because they don't put this part on television. All they do is let you stand up during the ceremony, which I think is jacked up. Because you had yeah. people like James Brown that got this award. Um Missy Elliott also got the award. Bobby McFerrin got the award. Cindy Lauper, who I really, I love Cindy Lauper. Sure. And I think that they should be given a, a platform to be included in, you know, in the main ceremony. So uh, it was just a very, you know, uh, very touching, um, you know, homage to the people that he thanked that, you know, made it so that he has this type of career. He's been through a lot of challenges, um, was told to go home and get his affairs in order uh, 10 years ago because of a very aggressive form of colorectal cancer mm. and he's still here. Good, good. He's glad to hear. You know, he's yeah, beat it three here. times. So I just say, I would just say for those of you um, that love music, I say just help yourself and just go listen to it. It's up on demand. I got to say shout out to what's my girl's name. I forgot her name. The one that put me up on demand. I want to oh, say oh, Lady uh, J, Lady J, yeah. Lady J. I was going to say yeah. Rosie J. Yeah. Lady, yeah, Lady J. Yeah, yeah. And just check it out. And you'd be surprised. Um, You know, he did one of the, he's one of the best things he ever did was an album for Al Jarreau. And they took the theme from Moonlighting off the album because they thought it was corny and wow. Moonlighting the song. That, that was the song. Blew up. <laughs> yeah, that blew up. They kept it off the album and the album just tanked. And it was one of my favorite Al Jarreau albums. So you uh, would be surprised. It's more than Chic. It's more than, you know, Rapper's Delight. It's more than Sister Sledge, you know. It's just so much. So I would just say, I really, you know, after it was all said and done, it was worth it. And I really enjoyed doing that. And that'll be, I think, one of my favorite shows yeah. aside from like the Delphonics. But it's evergreen. That's the good thing about it. So thank yeah, you. Well, and, and you know that. what? As long as he didn't put that Debbie Harry Cuckoo album up, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. Even though I, I was, I know. That album you know what? I didn't, you know what? I didn't know. I, I didn't have room for everything. No, I no, had no. To I'm glad you choose, did not play you know? it. <laughs> I'm glad you did not play that Cuckoo album because it was not the one. It was, I mean, because yeah. everybody thought when Debbie Harry went solo that she was going to come out with something like Rapture. And it was just kind of like, 
Uh, no, nah. and and now I'll produce some of the stuff on there, but you know I hope I don't I hold mean, it. I like backfire. It against, backfire was cool. Yeah, that, and that was it. That, that was, was it. it, right? That was it. That was it. All right, y'all. Well, yeah. you know, one other thing I do want to mention, and and uh, you just mentioned this as we started the show, but um, man, we lost another great one uh, for folks who listen to the podcast who are in the music business. Uh, Jesus Garber is a name that that we all, if you're in the business, you know. The name Jesus Garber, old school. Uh, Jesus started in Motown uh, with the OG, OG Motown uh, push because you know he was a, uh, one of the uh, Motown sales guys. The, the promoters mm-hmm. uh, yeah. went over to uh, the legendary A and M Records, where you know he was you know phenomenal and 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 was instrumental behind Janet Jackson and the success yeah. of of the whole Janet Jackson train. So. Um, a little bit more. I mean, you probably worked with Jesus as much, Tanya B. Um, yeah. You know, here in, his, yeah. and, and by the way, one of the things uh, on castropolis.net, uh, I, I did a show with Jesus. Uh, I interviewed Jesus. Uh, so I'll make sure I put that podcast, I'll post it on social media and make sure it's on this mm-hmm. episode as well. It was an excellent interview because, you know, Jesus and I have been in contact a lot over the years. Just because Jesus is the kind of guy he'll call you on your birthday. You know, he would just say, hey, yeah. happy birthday, it's your birthday, blah, blah, blah. He always stayed in touch regardless. If you're not even in the business doing your thing, he'll still reach out to you. So yeah. what a nice guy. You know, what a professional, you know, yeah. guy, you know, whereas, you know, well, you know, I'm not going to call people out. But, you know, there's some folks in the business who aren't that professional. But, you know, people like Jesus definitely kept it, kept it, you know, just kept it fun, kept it cool, kept it professional. So, um, yeah. You know, and, and one thing about him, like, unlike a lot of people, and it's just, you know, not just whether, well, you can be a garbage man, a teacher, you can be a doctor, whatever. He was one that always was very forthcoming with, you know, educating and sharing knowledge. And, mm. you know, he gave me a lot of advice a lot of times. I mean, you talk about somebody that you'll miss, mm. you know, and, you know, up until maybe, maybe, I don't know, eight, whatever, doesn't matter. But, you know, I mean, we always, and I was like, he was my go-to. He was like the consigliere of the music industry. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, you know? uh, I'm going to, I'll have that episode up on, uh, on, on our, po- in our podcast notes, but you can also go to uh, the You Need to Know podcast uh, at castropolis.net um, if you're listening live. But I'll definitely have uh, the episode uh, posted in our notes. And, and it was one of my favorite episodes because he, he really shares a lot. He, he goes back into the, yeah. the beginnings of Motown and talks about, you know, his his, uh, you know, how he navigated as a promotions person in the early days of Motown into the Janet Jackson era and moving forward into, you know, the modern era of music. So, you know, a loss, but but definitely a, a, a life well lived. I'd say. And you know yeah. what? One thing I can say when, you know, these artists do these documentaries like jo- Janet did hers in January. Yeah. You know, you know, she loves Jesus Garber. He's yeah. actually in that documentary because they pick and choose who gets to be in there, who they want, yeah. who they don't want. And yeah. he's in that. So that's just that's just a testament to the kind of. Wasn't he in the Clarence Avon? He, he was is. in the Clarence Avon. Yes. He was very close to Clarence Avon as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, y'all. Appreciate your time. You will come up. Uh, T's coming up real soon. Also, y'all give it up. Yeah. The the pride of Mary Persons High School, the one and only <laughs> Columbus, Georgia. Spoon in his mouth, chilling, eating whatever he's eating Look on the him. podcast. Y'all give it up for Vi in the building. Acting like Ray Schmurda. Vi, you know what, man? You don't, Vi doesn't talk enough about uh, Forsyth, Georgia and the people who come out of Forsyth. I got a shout out Malik Herring. 
Number 94, Ooh. Malik, uh, who's, Malik. Yeah, who's going to be uh, in the Super Bowl uh, as part of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's from Forsyth, yes, he Georgia. And yes, I got to give it up for uh, Malik Herring. Yes, he is. Number, you know about Malik? You know about Malik uh, Vi? Oh, yeah, I know about Malik. I was, when I saw him play high school, his, uh, his uncle was one of my best friends in high school. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you know, so that's what I'm talking about. Vi put Mary Persons High School on the map first. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Mary Persons? But anyway, hey, okay. Hey, let me tell y'all something. Hey, Mary Persons. <laughs> but shout out to shout out to Malik and good luck to him. <laughs> Honestly, my money's on the Chiefs. This is the Brother Bowl. First time you got two black QBs squaring and all. Mm-hmm. Square and all. Let me let me wait wait wait. wait, the, wait no, wait. I'm sorry. The Soul Bowl is what we call it. Go ahead. Okay, it's interesting how you know all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, black, and oh, all he black, black, he black, and right. black, and he's black, y'all." I'm like, I don't know that. Hey, let me Crane tell you something. Let me tell you something. Did you see if the interview? You daddy, did you, that's what I'm saying. You <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I'm gonna send you, you the interview. Daddy, it will be no doubt in your mind. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> say it again. <laughs> well, when you look at his wife, it's a different story. That's all I got. To let say. me say hey. this. Let me say this, Tanya B. All you, you got to do daddy. is hear the. I'm gonna send you the interview, Patrick Mahomes. The First, I mean, the senior, okay? Mm-mm. And you will understand why Patrick he is, is a that, brother. <laughs> he is that old school brother. Old school brother. He yeah, played, the old school brother that married a white girl. Well, let's keep it moving. Yeah, but okay. he played He played uh, baseball. He was, a, he was a major league baseball player. So, But, but it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting when you hear him, especially this last interview when they won, uh, when the Chiefs won. That was funny. It was old school brother. But uh, the Brother Bowl, Soul Bowl um, is coming. Um, we're not, as a matter of fact, we're not doing a show that week. We're going to be off. Uh, I'll have a feel for that week. But um, just a couple of things by while I got you, and then we'll do news with Syracuse Mike. Uh, but just a couple of interesting things. If you look at the combination mm-hmm. of Mahomes and Hurts, they are only six years older than Brady. When you combine their ages at 51, <laughs> Brady is 45. So their combined ages, they're the they're, it's gonna be the youngest two QBs in the history of, of the Super Bowl, I think. And Brady, of mm. course, retired as we speak this week. He Again. took and he confirmed, it's confirmed that he's Good taken business. a 10-year deal with Fox Sports for $375 million. And and honestly, I think the $375 million might be more than any annual. Uh, uh, salary he's had from the NFL. I mean, he, he's going to be making uh, $37.5 million a year. But you also got more money. In more the money for, so, so, so take half of that and give it to Giselle. <laughs> Giselle, right? <laughs> so there you go. So Giselle and the kids will be We're eating. We're divorced now. Hey. Uh, we divorced. You don't get half that. Oh, okay. Uh, no, <laughs> let me tell you something. And I learned this from Don Davis and Tom Joyner's ex-wife. If this was in negotiation during the time of their divorce, she can come back to get half. Half. Recognize. Yeah, <laughs> yes, she make, can. Zell, make more money to leave that man money. Alone. I'm saying she got more money. He mad. She got that tootsie rolling with the yoga instructor and he trying to get a date. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just saying half. Okay. Leave my money alone. So, so there we go. Uh, I got my money on Kansas City. What about you, Vi? Kansas City all day. Yeah. What you got? I mean, I don't even have to ask Tanya B. She Philly, Thank you. Philly bound. Philly bound. And you know what? I, I want her. I want to uh, go 
for her. I like Hurts as a player. Okay, I like, I and and I I hope he does well. But the way they drag Mahomes this year versus yeah. Burrow, you know, I think I would like to see Mahomes win this year just because yeah. so many people put Burrow over, over him. him. You know, and I thought that was unfair. If you know, the, if it wasn't Burr, it was Allen. They yeah, tried yeah, to yeah. Allen Burr. So I'm like, dude, you y'all y'all are counting this man out. So I'm really glad. I hope he does win only because yeah. they wrote him off. And that's well, it. let me say this. Yeah. I want to say shout out to Jalen Hurst because he now has one of the first female black agents, and he's a black female quarterback. So he, he kept it. Yeah. He's a black female quarterback. What? No, he's no. <laughs> oh, the he's first black, black female, female sports agent oh, okay, cool. to rep a black quarterback. So I got to give some dap on that. And he's also got the love of Anita Baker. So, yes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You know she's going to be there front and center, right? Because She's said, going to be there. All, all because he said when he, when he winds down, he said this over a year ago. He said, when I wind down, yeah. when I chill out, I listen to Anita Baker. And so, after the games. And that's after his, the game when he's talking to Pam team, Oliver. Yes. Yeah, he told, yeah. said the same thing. So, yeah. Long well, you saw, she came, you saw she was in Philly last Sunday. And like I said, Long. I do believe she will be his guest front and center. I and agree. I know what's interesting is after the game's over, um, her tour stops in Philly, and I'm sure he will be there. So. Yeah. Absolutely. As long as she's in Atlanta, fair rate of 14, she's all right. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Vi. All right, so, so let's go ahead and do news with Syracuse Mike, and we'll come back on the other end and talk about the foolishness. Here we go. News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. In sports, the Super Bowl is set. It will be the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. Two more Memphis police officers have been relieved of duty following the death of Tyree Nichols. The Memphis PD did not explain the circumstances behind the decision. Four other first responders have also been relieved of duty following an investigation into their actions. The five fired officers charged in connection with Nichols' beating are all out on bond. An arraignment hearing is scheduled for February 17th. The construction at what critics call Cop City in Atlanta will move forward following a year of protests which recently turned deadly. There were no concessions to protesters. The announcement Tuesday by Mayor Andre Dickens also dismissed environmental concerns, which have all been addressed around the $90 million public safety training facility. Misinformation has gone far enough. The mayor referring to misinformation from out-of-town activists. The cap CEO Michael Thurman had this assurance for area property owners. The land development plan and, and process is primarily a process to protect adjacent landowners as well as the environment. The facility is being built in the small part of Atlanta that is actually in decay. And so Tyree Nichols joins a long list of names that were once unknown to most of us. A national symbol, but just a son, a father, a brother, a friend to those who really knew him. At the Wednesday service for Nichols in Memphis, Vice President Kamala Harris was there and spoke as a mother. Mothers around the world, when their babies are born, pray to God that that body and that life will be safe. Reverend Al Sharpton delivered the eulogy and had strong words for Memphis police. You didn't get on the police department by yourself. Police chief didn't get there by herself. 
people had to march and go to jail and some lost their lives to open the doors for you and how dare you act like that sacrifice was enough for nothing Toward the end of the service for Tyree Nichols, family members spoke and reminded us of their loss and pain. His brother. I love you, and um, just save a spot for me, bro. It came as no surprise the Fed raised the key interest rate by just a quarter percent, less than the half-point hike in December. Fed Chair Jerome Powell admitted that inflation in the U.S. is slowing, and he said, My colleagues and I understand the hardship that high inflation is causing. And we are strongly committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal. Powell did not rule out more hikes as they monitor the economy. He urged Congress to raise the debt ceiling to keep economic recovery on track. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar has been removed from the powerful Foreign Affairs Committee, as expected. Republicans who now control House committees said the decision was over comments she made in the past about Israel. Omar apologized some time ago and had this reaction Thursday. If I am not on this committee for one term... My voice will get louder and stronger, and my leadership will be celebrated around the world as it has been. It's the size of three buses, a suspected Chinese spy balloon that the U.S. is monitoring this week. There was even a ground stop Wednesday at the Billings, Montana airport because of the balloon. The unemployment rate is at its lowest level since 1969, as employers added 517,000 jobs in January. That's a much bigger number than expected. Despite layoffs in the tech sector and efforts by the Fed to slow inflation, the fact remains that there is a lingering labor shortage. Economists had expected just 185,000 jobs would be added last month. Unemployment dropped from 3.5 to 3.4%. President Biden met with the Congressional Black Caucus Thursday to figure out a path for police reform. The biggest disagreement on legislation between Republicans and Democrats is qualified immunity, which shields police officers from civil lawsuits. Yeah, I want to get to um, that issue uh, with the CBC Mm -hmm. and uh, talk about where we should be with police reform, especially after the uh, Tyree Nichols situation uh, murder. We'll talk about that. But but at first, and, and Mike wasn't able to get to this, Initially, but I got to say, uh, man, uh, rest in power to Bunny Jackson Ransom, former uh, Atlanta yeah. First Lady, married to Maynard. Uh, she was also married to Ray Ransom. Um, of course, you know, if, you, if you're music on the music scene, the Atlanta music scene, you know the name Ray Ransom from Brick. And uh, she was a businesswoman, PR exec on first class PR agency. Uh, just condolences to her friends or family. Man, she was a high powered lady. Had a chance to work with her and her uh, PR firm, man. And she was a joy to work with. I mean, she was off the chain, high spirited, but just a you know good person. Uh, gone. I think she's 82. Is is what yeah. I saw in the in the in the report. But uh, Bunny Jackson Ransom, man. Again, uh, the first lady, former first lady, city of Atlanta. You know, and, and um, just you know, I, I, you ever had a chance to meet? Have a chance to meet uh, Bunny Ransom? I, I have not, but just what I heard about her and what I saw on the news. And, you know, I'm glad that um, then the Maynard Jackson documentary that was on PBS and then went on to streaming that she was not left out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she made a mark on Atlanta from what I can see back from the, the 70s up until now. And just to even see the, the picture that they showed of her on the news, you could tell she was very 
you know, just she, vital. You know, she's like she seemed like she did not sit still. She was a, a mover and a shaker. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, if when you grow up, I grew up in the city. OK. And and I had the opportunity to work in the city when I started my career and working in media, man. It's just amazing. The, the beautiful thing about Atlanta is or, or was and I think it still is. You have so many blacks who work in the PR industry, who are the movers and shakers behind a lot of things that go on. You know, when you look at, uh, especially when I grew up in Atlanta, you know, we had a black mayor. So there are, there are a lot of people who don't yeah. grow up in cities where you see, you know, you look at your mayor and your mayor is black and then your next mayor is black and all your, you know, all your mayors, your mayors are, black. are black. Yeah. You know, you know and, and, you know, know just in, go ahead. in city government period, city you know, you see people look like, you know, and just, and again, like for those little girls that want to be in marketing and PR, they had a bunny Jackson ransom. Yeah. You, know, you don't have people like her everywhere, even today, even yeah. today, you know, that have that, that type of, you know, as they call it back in the day, they had that kind of juice. Yeah. And, and you know, for me, it was, it was not the exception because, you know, growing up in, again, growing up in Atlanta, and a lot of folks who are Atlanta natives can understand where I'm coming from, or even if you grew up in a black city, that you understand when you see the infrastructure and you see so many people who are working behind the scenes, as well as the people out front who look like you, even from a school standpoint, I'm, you know, part of the Atlanta public school systems, you know, you and, and I'm an old school name, Alonzo Krim, Crown Middle School. But, but, you know, I was in school when Dr. Krim was the first black superintendent. So it's just amazing what it does when you look back on the city and make you appreciate a lot of these names. A lot of the folks, unfortunately, who are passing away, you know, and that's just, yeah. you know, yeah. due, due to, you know, the fact that time moves on. But again, uh, Bunny Jackson Ransom, rest in power. Uh, I know they'll be announcing uh, her funeral, uh, you know, the uh, upcoming uh, home going services and all that. But I just wanted to make sure we got that in in the show. Also, I'm working with a journalist, an Atlanta journalist. Uh, he's worked with some of the TV stations. Uh, hopefully I'll have him on before the end of the month because um, I want to talk about what's going on with the YSL case. Uh, he's been actually sitting in on the case and, 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 and paying attention to what's going on. Uh, he's also uh, in touch, you know, this week. I don't know. I sent you all the article about Microsoft. Microsoft has decided to pause. You know, I'm going to grow apart, you know, GP. Grove Park, West Side, Bankhead, <laughs> you know, the Kmart on Bankhead Highway <laughs> back in the day. And, you know, I grew up over in that area. So when Microsoft announced that they were going to build that campus, this huge yes. campus, my home is still, you know, my childhood home is still over there. Right. And the value of the home was at one point, I think they were, it was just a rental property for somebody about maybe forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 When they built that when they announced it, that they were built, they broke ground. It went from 50, 60,000, over $350,000 for that home. You know, <laughs> you know, I look back and I'm like, damn, it's a hut. Oh, yeah. But it's three, <laughs> 300. And, and I'm wondering now what's going to happen because, you know, Microsoft, the tech companies this year have laid off over 200,000 people. Yeah. And it's not over. Yeah, because it's going to have significant impact on the economy. And I'm just wondering, I'm going to have him in and kind of talk about, uh, we'll get kind of squeeze a little bit of the Atlanta drama that's going <laughs> on. Because not only is do you have that, but you also got this Cop City thing going on. So yeah. it, there's a lot going on in the city right now. Atlanta's at a pivotal point where you're dealing with the Cop City situation. 
you're dealing with uh, the Microsoft uh, huge campus that was going to impact them financially. There's a lot of stuff going on, not to mention, you know, Tanya B, you and I talk about uh, the YSL case. But I just want to mention this and we'll move on because we got to get to the T. But if you recall old school, when cases like this happen, depending on how the case goes, if it goes against uh, Young Thug, it's going to impact the community, the rap community. The culture. The culture. And a lot of the stuff that had been done that may have generated revenue for these folks can't be done anymore. You know, they're going to start going other places and, and things might change up. So, you know, we got to talk about that in the upcoming weeks. But the crazy thing about it is they have not chosen a juror yet. They've been going through the jury since, what, January 4th. And they've not picked a juror. That's crazy. Crazy. All right, y'all, just a couple more things and then we'll get to the T. CBC delivering voting rights and police Mm -hmm. reform. Is there a chance? Nope. (laughs) We, you know, Biden, Biden, Uh, all I got to say is, is, you know, Biden said this, y'all. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and play this. Biden, Biden said this. Especially those moments when this campaign was at its lowest ebb, the African-American community stood up again for me. Yes, they did. And I'll have yours. So, so what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you we know, got you in, Joe. Don't die. So, so one more time, I'm just want to remind y'all. Especially those moments when this campaign was at its lowest ebb, the African American community stood up again for me. He better stand up for the community. And I'll have yours. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> But anyway, y'all, let's go ahead. Uh, We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with the tea. We'll come back right after this. Here we go. The Harold Michael Harvey Book Collection is a collection of books about civil rights in America, told through the eyes of people who envisioned it and fought for it in the days when hope unborn had died. And now is the time to step up your reading game with books that goes inside the issues. As the Negro National Anthem puts it, That with a steady beat has brought our weary feet to the place from which our fathers sighed. The Harold Michael Harvey Book Collection will prepare you for a meaningful discussion of black history with an eye towards a black future. The collection includes Justice in the Round, Freaknik Lawyer, The Duke of 18th and Vine, and My C.T. Vivian Story. Books are available at haroldmichaelharvey.com. Especially those moments when this campaign was at its lowest ebb, the African American community stood up again for me. You've always had my back, and I'll have yours. I'm just saying. Now then, children, it's time for tea. <laughs> it's tea time, y'all. I'm just Sipping saying. Tea with Tanya B. Go ahead, Tanya B. Get me out of this. Uh, okay, I'll get you out of it. Um, I did watch Black in Vegas. It was interesting to see, you know, just who was in there and, you know, just the history of, of Black folks in Vegas. You know, you could perform there, but you couldn't stay there. You couldn't walk in the front door. You had to leave in between shows. And it was interesting that they did uh, focus mostly on Usher and how he's kind of, kind of revitalizing um, a lot of the Black entertainers with repeat residencies. He's there. Earth, Wind & Fire is there. 
uh, Silk Sonic is there, John Legend, but they didn't talk any of them. They did pay homage and include, uh, I call him the godfather of comedy, and especially in Vegas, George Wallace and Lunell. And then they had Neo there. And speaking of Neo, I just say he is so sick. He's uh, got to pay his ex-wife, Crystal. Deep, dig deep in those pockets. He might have to go <laughs> back to Vegas and work more shows so that he can pay her. Now, you know, he was the one that was out there Tootsie Rolling in, in uh, Raw Dog. And so now he's about to become the father of seven. He's got three different baby mamas. He's got to play his ex-wife a lump sum of $1.6 million. Um, he's got to give her 20 grand to move. He's got to... Uh, Get, get her somewhere to live because if you recall when they were breaking up he tried to put her and the kids out of the house and I thought that was the most dumb donkey thing he could have ever done um, he's got to give her $150,000 to get a new vehicle he's keeping the 2022 Bentley <laughs> go figure and um, he's also got to and he should pay for any education related costs for their three children um, he's got to give her 12 grand a month in child support, pay her 180,000 over three years in alimony. And I just hope he, you know, uh, he's got to do something because he's got all these babies and these women he's taking care of. And, you know, I mean, Neil was the man for a minute, but he really ain't that guy right now. So I just hope he learns, you know, a lesson. And, you know, the, the people that suffer the most in situations like this are not the adults, but the children. So I hope he will be a good example to his sons, okay? And I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm going to talk about some stars who have gone back to school. I think this is something that is, is definitely worthy of, of being recognized. Now, you may uh, call Dawn Lewis. She played Jaleesa Vincent on A Different World for the entire run of this series. And you haven't really seen much of her. Like, you've seen a lot of the other cast members come back and do acting gigs and having reunions. And the reason why is because at 61 years young, Miss Dawn Lewis just got her PhD so now she is Dr. Dawn Lewis and I gotta give her five on it for that um also, um, there's a rapper. I don't know what T Grizzly sings, but you know, he I love the fact he's not caught up in the hype of hip hop. Um, he's got three jobs. He drives Uber. He's a server at a top restaurant in Dallas, Texas, and he just got a certification to be a certified nursing assistant. And I say with all the crap going on at all these hip hop concerts, he may need to use those skills to help render some aid to somebody. Yes. Yeah. So really, I'm glad, you know, so actually doing being a rapper is like his side hustle and his uh, tertiary hobby, if you will. And also want to say uh, five on it to Fantasia. She's gone back to school. You know, she got her GED. And she, you know, I'm sure it was uh, quite a bit to admit that during the time right after she won American Idol, she was a functional illiterate. And now Fanny's going to college. So I think that definitely deserves some recognition. Yes. Go ahead, Fantasia. Okay. All right. Come on, Fanny. Come on, Fanny. Um, I want to tell you about... Um, uh, my boss in Beantown, homie, uh, Ralph Tresvan of New Edition, you know, um, he's returning to radio. He was on the radio before on a digital radio station out of his hometown in Boston. And um, I believe he's replacing this still recuperating Albie Shore. And he's got a show that's being syndicated uh, Valentine's Week called Love and R&B with Ralph Tresvan. But the one thing I like about what he's doing is that he said he wants to build the show's legacy playing those classic slow jams and love songs by artists that are keeping traditional R&B music alive. So I got to give him five on it for that. And the show debuts in Dallas, D.C., Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Richmond, and there'll be other uh, cities added, but he will not. Don't get it twisted. He is not leaving New Edition, and he is not giving up that bag because they are actually supposed to be headed to Vegas for a residency as well. So uh, He can do both. Welcome. He can do both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like that. And lastly, I want to tell you about Jennifer Hudson. I heard she tore it up last night at Clive Davis's pre-Grammy party um, uh, in homage to Whitney Houston. She tore the roof off of the church door with her rendition of I Will Always Love You. Uh, You know, she people counted her out with her talk show. It's been renewed. Um, You know, she wanted Tony for uh, a play that she was a producer of. So she's trying to get her EGOT, too. Um, and all, yeah, and also, you know, she and Carmen are finally officially a couple. Now, you know, Carmen can get a woman, but he can't keep him. And I still say he can't keep a woman. And I still say he ain't been right since he got turned. <laughs> T-U-R-N-T. Turned out by Erica Badu. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, Jennifer Hudson and Carmen have completed a movie with a hooked up called Breathe. It was filmed in Philadelphia. Don't, I don't eat know the what spaghetti. It's... Okay. No. <laughs> Don't drink the water. You know what? Stay away from the milk. You should just leave alone. Stay away. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Go ahead. Look into the light, Carol Ann. But I... But I will say this, um, and maybe the, the, I guess the movie will come out after things kind of die down. Don't know when, if it's going to be go straight to streaming, if it's going to be in the movies or what the deal's going to be, but the movie's called Breathe. It is done. And I also want to lastly say five on it once again to Jay Hud because she's uh, making a little bit of history. Um, she'll be on the cover of the March issue of Vogue magazine. And she's the first woman of color to do that since 2007 when they had Beyonce on the cover. Good so, stuff. You Good know? stuff. Oh, so man. I just say, you know, if, if you ever counted her out, you just can't count. Jay Hutt's still getting, she's still getting it in now. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm glad she's doing well. I mean, you know what? And, and yeah. as a matter of fact, I mean, you know, what is it? Uh, American Idol comes back February 19th. I think that show's done. Honestly, All those base I, model shows. Know, I think done. I think people are kind of sick of it, but you know, for what it did, for what it did for the people who were able to make it beyond yes. American Idol, um, mm-hmm. it was a good platform. I just don't see it as that kind of platform anymore. But you know. No, it, it doesn't create, it doesn't, most of them, American Idol is the exception with, you know, back in the early days. But if you look at what, uh, who got talent in the mass singer and the who shot John, all those little base model talent shows, yeah. even the voice, they don't produce stars. No. And the people that win those shows do not go on to become legends. No, not like they, not like it did early on. You're absolutely right. Mm-mm. You no, know, it, it's interesting. And I watch, um, you know, you know, I'm a Pluto. I watch Pluto. I'm a fan of Pluto. I love TV. Pluto. Oh, I my God. It. I watch it every day. Yeah. So Pluto, I watch the, you know, because I didn't grow up with Ed Sullivan, the Ed Sullivan show. But really? I go back because Ed Sullivan has, you know, they got this, this, uh, you know, the rock and roll the decades, decades yeah. of, mm-hmm. of Ed Sullivan on Pluto. And man, it's just amazing to see a lot of these artists who started on Ed Sullivan, their first you know, appearance and what it led to. Yeah. It was amazing. He was a, a huge supporter of uh, the Black Motown people, acts. especially. He was yeah. the only, uh, Ed Sullivan, because this is Black History Month, we'll talk about it. A lot of his sponsors threatened to drop the show if he had Black artists on. And he was like, fuck y'all, I'm going to do what I want to do. Ed was like, and he, he did. didn't care. He got into and a came fist back. fight with a, a sponsor who, who walked up to him and said, hey, you need to get these niggas off the stage. And Ed punched somebody in the face. So he was just that adamant about, you know, bringing on the people he felt were good talent, regardless of, you know, Ray Creed, you know, Creed of color, you know, race. Yeah, talent color. was talent. Talent yeah. was talent to him. So, you know, definitely give him 
uh, his kudos uh, during Black History Month. That's your moment, your Black History Month moment. But let's go ahead and do this, y'all. What you watching this week, Tommy B? Hey, y'all, you know, I'm, I'm still watching uh, 1619, and you're getting, what, two episodes a week. Uh, this week, uh, Music and Capitalism were the two episodes. And again, I, I love this series. Um, it's much of what we, we've heard over the years, but it gives a different perspective. And you talk about Nile Rodgers. Uh, Nile Rodgers was on the episode where they talk about how black music has influenced music, American music and world globally. music. Globally. Uh, had Nile Rodgers, uh, the rapper Rhapsody is part of it. If you remember the um, the show, the uh, the group Alabama Shakes, uh, Brittany yeah, Howard. Brittany? Oh, yeah. Amazing. She She's was, awesome. She is awesome. And, and she was on as well. Uh, she has, you know, I think she's still doing a little bit with the group, but primarily as a yeah. solo artist. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, the Capitalism episode is also airing. It's uh, episode four. And damn, they trash Amazon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they trash. But, you know, the, the whole Amazon argument about Amazon moving these factories, moving these factories into these small towns is you look at like a Bessemer, Alabama, or you look at some of these other small towns that get these these jobs where, you know, a lot of cases you're only getting three, five, three to five dollars an hour with these other little with people working at five and dime retail, only working in fast food. And then Amazon comes in at fifteen dollars an hour. You get the money. I think the argument is with um, the capitalism episode is how anti uh, what do you call it? Union. Oh, they yeah. Are, you know, like just, Starbucks, just yeah. like Walmart, you know, Starbucks, a lot of these companies. Yeah. So it talks about how anti-union and how a union helps versus, you know, how, you know, in a lot of cases they spell out with these companies, how unions take away from the ability to make money. It's an interesting episode. So check it out. You know, you be uh, basically make up your own mind. Some of y'all are living it. You know, mm -hmm, and dealing with mm -hmm. it. And it, it's just an interesting argument. Uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever is available on Disney Plus. So if you have Disney, didn't get a chance to make it to the theater, you could definitely check it out if you're a Disney Plus subscriber. The Woman King hits Netflix on February 16th. So if you haven't had a chance to see it and you still got Netflix, uh, check out, of course, director Gina Prince Bythewood. I love her going back She's to. Awesome. Uh, going back to loving ba like, going back to loving back basketball. To basketball. Oh, you know, um, and and of course, you know the she's done stuff with Netflix uh, recently with the old guard uh, Viola Davis. Uh, it's just an amazing cast. You know, Harlem season two. I'm gonna get your opinion on it first, Tanya B. I had a chance to check it out. I like the fact that they're only releasing a couple of episodes. Two a week. Two a yeah. week. Because I would try to binge that whole bad boy. You know what I'm saying? They only do eight episodes a season now. They're not doing the 10 episodes yeah. uh, mm -hmm. in a year. But what were your thoughts so far? You know, it, it, it reminds me of a black sex in the city, if you will. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I had a couple of observations. And it's like, you know, here you have these women who are supposed to be, you know, of age professionals. And to me, they should have their their stuff, their ish together just a little bit more than they do. Yeah. And, you know, and each of them has a definite, distinct personality and some definite, distinct um, issues that they, they they're working on. 
of course, now this season they've introduced an LGBTQ plus storyline, but, you know, it was like grand opening, grand closing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think, I mean, I, I have friends in the community and, and even some of them have said it doesn't go like that. With, with um, it, uh, Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, with Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was Boo Boo Kitty from uh, Empire. <laughs> yeah. You know, just I know with that. And then the other thing that that kind of and I maybe I don't consider myself to be a prude, but, you know, with all the stuff that's out here floating around, <laughs> you know, when you meet you meeting somebody and 30 minutes later, you banging them. And then two, 20, 36 hours later, you banging their roommate trying to say you're your twin sister. I'm like, girl, bye. She, you know, the plan B ain't going to help her. She <laughs> need to just wrap it up and, and, and just I mean. You know, Angie. Oh, and then after, wait, well, yeah, Angie. Angie a hoe. She, you know, Angie's a hoe. And then she met the guy with the nice house and everything, and she was tolerating him because she said he told her he was going to let her have it. And she's like, I can't even feel you. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, and I, I know I that part I get, but I just hope that young ladies don't take her as a role model because, you know, she's really dancing in some dangerous waters. And I'm, I think the best thing they can do on that show is to have her have a crisis because you yeah. can't be out here tootsie rolling like that, you know, in these streets like that, because, you know, it, it can kill you. Um, the other thing is like, I, I want to see Megan Good get a little bit more strength. She's a college professor. And I'm like, as smart as you are, you don't really have much common sense. And she gets drunk, goes to her boss's house, quits, gets rehired, you know, break up, breaks up, uh, leaves her ex-boyfriend on the corner but then goes and breaks up with him. I mean, I mean, makes up with him the night before his wedding. And just, you know, there's a lot of, well, and I guess, you know, and we have this, but the, the level of hoism, <laughs> and I know if there's such hey, a word, Fi, if you watch it, it is hoism at its best. Yeah. Am I, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I will get, level, get my thoughts. I, I just wanted to hear from you know, the female and dysfunction perspective. And this, I mean, but you know what? I like it. I'm not yeah. going to stop watching it, but I hope as time goes on that the ladies do better. And I'm really glad to see Whoopi Goldberg being at a chin check, uh, making good. Cause I, I think her character needs it. That's, that's, that's all I got. And just, you know, it's about discovering yourself. So, and I'd like to see the men in there have a little bit more backbone too. Tyler Leffley, I expect better from you. And the other one that she, you know, they meet these guys and they fall in love in 10 minutes. And then by the end of the episode, they're gone and they're like, oh, I love him. No, you don't. Love yourself. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. But, you know, let me, I'm going to give it up because, damn, you hit it. Because, you know, I thought it was just me. And, And the other thing is, you know, I really, the first, the first season, I loved it. I mean, I was. You know, and I, I still am a fan of the show. I, I, I've watched all of it that's been available. I guess we're, we're up to yeah, four. Me too. Yeah. Um, no, and, yeah. Are we up to four or three? I think. No, two. Oh. No, it's a season two, episode okay. two. Okay. So, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It. We've watched two episodes mm-hmm. and they're going to be a total of eight. Right. The show is just buck wild. And, and I, I get because the writer is the same writer who did Girl Trip. So it kind of mm-hmm. has that vibe. In addition to that, you know, Amy Poehler is an executive producer. Of yeah, it's a little bit of, yeah. and a little bit of everything's it's trash a bit of in everything. there too. Yeah. But but Remember here's that? my here's my thing. Angie is first of all, she's the dark skin of 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 she's the dark skin chick, you know, of mm-hmm. of the crew. She's, yeah, and she's, she's the, the thickest. She's the she's the um the, what, the plus the, the plus size. The thickum. Yeah, yeah, she's a thickum, but and, in a good way. But yeah. the way, you know, I would expect them to give her a more positive vibe. Than the way, because she comes off as being uh, dim-witted, kind of, um, kind of uh, gullible. You know, it's just like the guy saw her on the street and said, "Hey, if you with the most handsome man ever yeah. in the world, your the rest of your year is going to be." So her goal was to screw 
the most handsome man. So she kept going through all these men. And and that's why I'm saying it's just like it just turned into Go ahead, Vi. Whole fest. Whole fest. Whole fest, yeah. <laughs> it was and like, then the other thing is, but let me say right. this. Let me say okay. this time to be able to throw it back to you. I'm looking at it is of the girls, you're going to take the, you know, the plus size girl. You know, she's a she's a very attractive woman. She looks good. She is, yeah. You know, but, but you know, the way women have self-esteem esteem issues and the way the world in America looks at plus size, dark skin you know, natural hair, and you're going to take her and put her in, I, I mean, the whole bubble first over everybody mm-hmm. else. And everybody else is educated, entrepreneur, you know, an- entrepreneurial, and she's broke. She, mm-hmm. she she never has any money. She got to live with Quinn, you know, and she's living in Quinn's apartment. She never has any money. And she's always looking for a man. It just puts her in that light. And I'm like, why? I don't, I don't get why they like she has no self confidence, right? Like, so, like, so maybe then, you're absolutely right. I, I, what's the where's the redemption coming? You know. Well, you know what else I see about that? Like you talked about her, you know, being, you know, I guess anti stereotype of what is attractive and pretty and acceptable. Yeah. But then you have uh, Grace Bars, I think her name is. You know, she is all like checks the boxes of people who are superficial. You know, light skin, pretty, long hair, light eyes. They did it, but she is the most. In- it's interesting that Angie lives with her because uh, Quinn's character is the most insecure of all of them. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. So you got Quinn, you got Ty, who's you know who's lesbian. Yeah, um, who is whose husband has her husband came back. Her, her, her husband is coming after her. her husband, and she yeah. is definitely confident, you know, in, in oh, she, she, she gangster. She, she gangster. Gangster. <laughs> Woo, dude, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just, I, I'm just waiting to see how Angie is treated throughout the rest of the season, because it's not a good look for her. It's not a good start. In no. my and if you recall, the only thing I did not like about her character in the first season is she was so loud, like, look yeah. at me, look at me. Yeah. Now, they did tone that part down, yeah. but I'd like to see Angie get it together and be self-sufficient. I'd like to see Angie either start some, look, she could be a madam yeah. um, or she needs a, she needs a business or she needs a job. And I think that would kind of bring it full circle for me because you can't go through life doing living like she's living. And you know what? It, it, it is kind of like sex in the city because you got the four mm-hmm. ladies, you know, and yeah. Angie comes off as the Samantha of the bunch. Yeah. The hoe. The yeah. hoe. You know, but, but, but it's, Samantha, it's, but Samantha it's, was it's, a hoe with a job. Yeah. It's, it's whole, whole squared, whole <laughs> quad, whole four, whole times four, whole times four. So whole times flow. Come yeah. on. Whole times flow. Right. But but I but I still I still like the show. I still like the show. I just I, I'm Me just too. hoping. I'm just hoping that there's a redemption story where, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's just like it ain't going well right now. You know, but Vi, what were you gonna say? Goodbye. She needs a redemption. We got we need a, we need a benediction for redemption today. But go ahead. What were you gonna go ahead, say, Vi? What were you saying? No, 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 no. I, I got a couple more things yeah. and then we'll, no, we'll What I was saying was you were about to say something about the show. Go as ahead. Of, as hey, Vi, keep the keep the keep the benediction and this comment separated. As <laughs> okay. People, yeah. We have to be the best in whatever we do. That mean being a hope. We got to show the you we be the best. <laughs> okay, well, well, she's a broke. Well, she's, she's not a even broke, the best hoe. So she she's not that good. She's a broke hoe. <laughs> a broke. You can be Come the best on now. I yeah. didn't say she was off. I said she had money. I just said she was good. Kind of blowing no, in the no, wind. She's not good at it because if she was a good hoe, she'd have some money in her own apartment and get off that lady couch. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, just I'm a couple of done. things and then we'll wrap. Uh, congrats to Missy Elliott for becoming the first 
female hip hop artist nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Got to say, yeah. shout out to Carrie Washington. She has a new memoir yeah, coming out. Uh, she's, Did she do a transformation? She, who? Yeah, she she oh, yeah. Miss, Missy was very sick and lost a lot of weight. She lost half her weight, like yeah. Anthony Anderson. But Missy is not a bobblehead. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Tommy. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Carrie Washington has a new memoir coming out. Uh, it's called uh, In the Fall. It's called Thicker Than Water. So look out oh, for that. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have confirmed that Bad Boys Four is definitely coming. So they've said it's coming. So don't y'all be worried. Uh, again, uh, Viola Davis is an EGOT. Congrats to her. And I think I told y'all that Kindred, the show on FX, has been canceled. Yeah. Uh, but it is definitely gone. And Showtime has decided that they are not going to renew my favorite. One of my favorites last year was Let the Right One In. Uh, there's a possibility it might get picked up by a third party, but we'll see. And, uh, you know, again, the Scammies, I mean, I'm sorry, the Grammys are on tonight. Uh, oh. But you know, um, yeah, Showtime, <laughs> yeah, Showtime and Paramount Plus have merged, so there's going to be a lot more uh, house yeah. cleaning of jobs, unfortunately, and in and with the shows. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Thank you. All right, so so with that, y'all, um, Vi, you ready? Yes, I am ready. Can okay, we man. get a let's go ahead? Been a been a addiction. I'm sorry, I mean benediction. <laughs> go ahead, Vi. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you feel like a loser. It doesn't matter how many times you fail in the past. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, then you become more than a conqueror in him. Does that mean you won't have any more trouble? No. It simply means you can go through that trouble and emerge triumphant. Because if you're born again, child of God, you have God promised that you'll succeed. He said in his word that you are an overcomer in him. You can overcome any problem that world throws your way. Faith in Jesus defeats the world and his ruler, the devil. First John chapter five, verse four. For every child of God defeat this evil world and will achieve this victory through our faith. In the world, people, as long as you got the faith, you're going to be all right. Every promise God gives you, that's going to come a problem. You just got to remember, God had made a declaration. I conquer all of them. So that's no problem you can't handle. Just keep the faith. Amen. Amen. Amen, Vi. And Holly knew. Is that good? Hey, is that good enough? For you? <laughs> All I got to say is Beehive, <laughs> do not riot tonight. Should be, I'd say, not win. No, but you Everybody know, wait. Calm, it, it, remain yeah. calm. <laughs> Go ahead. Beehive ain't riding. They know they, they need their money for them tickets. They ain't riding. No, no. Well, no. See, they, they they got to go fund me for that. But no, imagine if the Swifties and the Beehive got together because Taylor doesn't win and Beyonce doesn't win. It, it could be a little ugly out there in the land of milk and honey. Yeah. So y'all don't riot. Don't don't tear up nothing. Just not for that. Not, not for, for that. that. <laughs> not like don't people. It ain't worth. Hey y'all! Appreciate you, Vi. Appreciate you, Tanya. Yeah, they just made twenty-four million in five in five minutes. What did she don't need no help. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> twenty-four million in five minutes. Nah, she don't need no help. Absolutely not. All right, y'all. With that, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you uh, share the podcast with your friends. We appreciate you joining us every single week. And with that, episode one sixty-three is in the can, and we are out of here. Peace and power to the people. Peace. Definitely right the power. And whatever you do. Hip-hop is 50 years old. Holla. Yeah. You've been listening to the G-Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G-Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.